On this episode of Going Dork Reviews, we chat about episode 7 of Lovecraft Country. I'm joined once again by Sebastian Arnold to talk about things like portals, women feeling empowered, and we finally see that Ori come to life. Stay tuned for all that and more on Going Pop up in a spaceship, we got Sasquatch and Lama. One's a little shy, but the other's a real trauma. Pinball, wizard, pinging all planets and most. Another job done, hit the lights, close the blinds. Find a remote, let them know. It's true, crime, space, fly, shit. Okay, Sebastian. Look who's back. <laughs> Guess who's back. It's you and I. Going Dork Reviews, Episode 7, Lovecraft Country. Oh, we're so, so happy to be back. So happy to see you time. again, Sebastian. Yeah, hear you again. It's, I'm so happy to be back. You know, it's fantastic to be watching again with a keen eye and it's to weird. be having fun conversations. Yeah. And it's weird because, uh, I mean, I just didn't have the creative juices to sort of like keep, I just needed a break. The pandemic had gotten to a, you know, a, a place where it was just like so stressful and, um, but this, it's funny because I, I revisited it, came back into it, popped right into episode seven and I'm like, oh, that's where I was. I'm right back. Right. I'm in there. I so felt it's, the same uh, way. yeah, but, uh, it was weird. It was weird taking a little break and then coming back. But, uh, I had still like the if episode. any was, show, if there's any show to do it for, it's this one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so let's just get into it. How about a little previously on. Lovecraft Country. Uh, so the episode we just watched before this, episode six, was um, set in Korea, South Korea, 1949. Uh, Jia is there. She's studying to be a nurse. We find out that she uh, is cursed by something called the Nine-Tailed Fox, and she has to kill 100 men uh, um, to uh, get her life back, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then sort of we, you know, we do the whole thing with Atticus, and we see that he's... They sort of become... Uh, a th- not a thing, but they sort of have a. a I guess they they fuck, so it's like yeah. you know, they 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 it's did decent. get pretty personal in right. there. But um, but yeah, and then uh, basically the gist is, her tails emerge when she's having sex with them, and then mm. she sees this vision and says she you know he shouldn't return, and then uh, at the end of that, uh, the relationship ends, and they're on to. Uh, back to the Future, I guess, is yeah. what it was. So back that to leads us tense. to episode seven. Present tense. Yeah, I um, I love this one so far because it's a Hippolyta episode, and I was really—I know we had talked about this a little before, and I was really stoked because she is a favorite character. Uh, I, I like her performances. I like right. how she, you know. So I was psyched to see that she gets this whole, I agree. this whole episode and it just goes kind of insane. So, yeah. I mean, it's like, like, I feel like we've already said, and I like to bring it back, even though it's been so long, they really give everybody kind of their little episode to do their thing, to have their run, you yeah. know? And, uh, they're all, they are different. They still feel familiar, but they're all different and they all have their, little flavor that I feel like really is telling about the character. Yeah. And then, like you said, the performances are just so good. So it's like, I think that helps everybody act at like even better levels. Cause it's just like, this is all you go for it. You know? Right. Right. It's a, it's a weird look into another world too, because it's all pre pandemic and it's like, mm-hmm. um, beautiful, you know, obviously we've talked about it before, but right. shot in Chicago and stuff, but in Atlanta, I guess, but, um, just, just, 
crazy good and uh i don't know let's let's uh let's see what i have for my notes here so that first scene um she's sort of she's sort of in her bedroom she has this ori she's playing with it she's trying and she's doing a lot of like brain work into like right figuring right, out how right. to get it uh which is yeah put together which is definitely uh i feel like a theme mm -hmm. of her and in so the the episode where it's just like we're seeing um hippolyta really figure something out right yeah it's uh i mean as we said it's it's hippolyta's episode so mm -hmm. yeah she, but um she does uh i guess she starts just messing with it and playing around mm -hmm. with it and doing some deep thoughts and she we flash back a little bit to the wreckage of when she first made it to the mansion after she had turned around in the third episode i think mm -hmm. um so basically, uh, yeah, it's she gets she gets this thing to work and it sort of starts to come alive and then this egg thing opens up on the top uh, and it has a key inside a gold key and it says uh, every beginning is in time and every limit of an extension of space. Every beginning is in time and every limit of an extension of space. And then there's some coordinates and a key and you know right. that's the last thing we see is she sort of grabs it and goes. So I think that is. Uh, I don't know if that's the first time we've saw it work because I can't right. remember if we saw it work with uh, William. Mm, not that I would know of. Yeah, I think this is the first time. And I mean, like we're saying, I mean to see her figure that out because it's like the whole time she's kind of been playing the background, mm -hmm. and but she's smart and she's been like something's afoot, something's yeah. wrong. Right. Nobody's telling me. Everybody thinks I I don't realize, but I realize. Right. Right. And then she gets the one thing that kind of helps her know that, yes, something is wrong. And this is the first step to kind of figuring it all out for her, at least. Right. And then we jump into, yeah, I guess, the other storylines. Yeah. Which is nice we, that they package them up here for us. Yeah, exactly. We do see, uh, uh, I guess it's a reunion of, or not a reunion, but we see, we see um, Hippolyta and we see Christina. Uh, yep. Braith White in the basement, and I guess they still they just keep those bodies chilling, just laying around right. out, and not, which is weird. Yeah, that and is you see weird. William and somebody else. I can't remember who that other person was. Oh, oh, it's the uh, uh, the worker from the well, from the uh, right, right, yeah, right, her. the one that we had suspicions on. Right. Um. So they they're sort of laying out, uh, covered in white sheets, and they're mm -hmm. they're in the basement talking a little bit. We find out that uh, Captain Lannister actually killed. Him, Michael, or uh, yeah, Braithwaite, right, William. Right. Sorry, right. Uh, so I'm a little foggy, but um, but I, there's a, some things learned here that I thought was good, mm -hmm. uh, and it's sort of what you just started on as saying, like, you know, her her words were like they they sort of to me start sounding similar, Christina and Hippolyta, because it's like she's saying, you know, she could never be in this club. Uh, she right. wanted to do so many other things, but right. her father, you know, it's a, it's a men only club. And mm -hmm. so you start seeing that all of this stuff was just sort of her created world. So she could slip into this thing, which, uh, I guess can, you know, time travel, change the world, yada, yada. But, um, I just like, I mean, if you, there's a few lines, like, uh, there's so many more things I want to do. I can be so much more, do things that no one's imagined. I don't know. Right. It's just kind of like. It's I like that like what you were saying about uh, you know when when Hippolyta gets her own episode it's like 
you, I don't know. I just started seeing the connections to, to yeah. like, you know, different people and I don't know. For sure. Um, so yeah, at some point she does hit a wall and she's like, you know, she puts her foot down and she's like, I want all the truth. Yeah. Cause like after the whole thing with the, uh, Dory and she gets the key, we go straight to, uh, Christina, like you were saying, but it's with Ruby, Ruby and because yes. it's with Ruby, I feel like this moment, like to say the, the the episode is definitely a Hippolyta episode, but it like I really like how they put this together because the two of them like she thought she was in love with that William dude, and then when she sees it's the girl, she's a little freaked out. But it's funny because of how easily she's like kind of just like because they are so similar, like you were kind of saying. Yeah, they are like you know what we do kind of still like each other. Even if you are a girl, you know? Right. Yeah, it was her Type words, of, I think, was right. the line. Like, I right. was still saying the words, you know? Um, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting... Obviously, she, Ruby got into it on sort of a negative, you know, sort of drug into the whole thing. And then she sort of, you know, went a little further. And now she's in all this stuff. But, yeah, I like that sort of relationship of Christina and Ruby. I think it's, a, it's right. an interesting... It's obviously, like, a good, empowering female episode. But it's right. also... Um, I like that they're sort of slowly becoming on the same page of like uh, what Christina and her sort of how they blocked her out. And then, mm -hmm. you know, they see all these opportunities of like, oh, well, you know, if why don't we control the universe right. or whatever that web yeah. of in, in you we find out later. But um, and uh, being outsiders. The big thing I think we later. found on that is that, you know, it was the, the last pages is what the pregnant woman was carrying out of the fire is, is sort mm -hmm. of what becomes a big point in this episode. Um, right. And we see Letty in the flashback of the fire now too. So she's having right. weird. Uh, she's joined in on this, this dream about right. what's going on or what happened in the fire. But then her, her uh, stomach was on fire. I called it fire pregnant. Yeah. Fire pregnant. And then it engulfs her. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which I guess is just, you know, teasing for later or something right. but yeah um anyway i thought it was interesting i i, I like them because it felt like they were sort of getting on the same book and uh, right you know right, we're doing that. it for better reasons than say the sheriff uh mm -hmm. um captain or whatever you know who is just obviously wants power but uh, so that end of that last scene sort of turns into this next one which is letty in bed right. And uh, it was a nightmare. The the fire pregnancy was fake. Uh, but then you start seeing that basically she goes looking for she looks over for for Tick and he's not there. So she goes right. to his favorite place, uh, the study room, <laughs> the study, uh, the basement study or wherever. <laughs> and uh, he's sort of out of it a little bit. But they they have a moment which is nice. Mm -hmm. And yes. here's I can't remember and I should have maybe watched the whole last episode, but mm -hmm. um, just as a refresh, but. Do they know she's pregnant at that point? Because no, she looks see, pregnant. The whole thing is like, I think, I'm pretty sure. Okay. They just it, really consummate everything in the last episode. And then this is pretty much like, he got her pregnant is mm -hmm, what happened. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. she immediately has the dream about the fire pregnancy, yeah. um, which wakes her. She looks to find Tick. He's not there. He's in the study contemplating things as one does in as the study. <laughs> um, and looks and finds like you know um solace almost in his embrace and it's nice because they after having gone through what they've gone through in the first six episodes the ups and downs yep. this is kind of like I, I feel like them being like okay we're together 
we like we are a thing now. Yeah. And they don't know about the pregnancy or anything like that, but they are together. And you can tell because they he invites her to, to the things that he's thinking about. His adventure now, he invites her into it. Right. Um willingly. And he tells her what he's thinking about and what he's trying to like, you know, get the pages with the book and everything like right, that. Right, right. Um, yeah, you can tell us. too she's on team team tick because she's like, oh you yeah, know, she yeah, so, uh, says like people have died from casting these spells, and Letty's like, right. not you, right? Uh, so you can tell they're sort of like she's all another in. she like all in with the magic. She's all in with him. It's like yeah. it's funny because she is all in and she likes to be that way, but this one thing is almost now in a new secret, just like folded in right. with the pregnancy and everything like right, that. Right, it's right. just like kind of hovering in the middle. Yeah, and within that, I guess they sort of also talk about the dream towards the end, and uh, mm-hmm. I guess you know they had the same dream, so that's when it it really you know really clicks in. But um, and I and they and they figure out that Christina is going after the pages because she wants, you know, she that wants power. the control. Um, obviously, we 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 know that there's a storyline happening about that, but mm-hmm. uh, they don't know that. So um, <laughs> Tick says. Uh, we're going to get the whole damn book, which I thought was funny. Uh, <laughs> control it all. Um, yeah. And then we we sort of from here go into the Montrose world, which is a <laughs> ever <just> evolving, <laughs> a, a beautiful slash, you know, scary slash. Um, I don't know. There's, it's just a weird scene because it starts out so nice and peaceful. Right. And, you know, it seems like and it's his first overnight. Sammy is staying overnight for the first time, it, right. it, it seems. Um and they're waking up and he's making Montrose breakfast and <laughs> he went shopping, but he, he was really good about not letting anybody see him come back in. And he made this, they made this really big deal over the neighbor and her scarf, um, <laughs> which I thought was interesting, but I guess I just did that because I don't know. I, 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 I didn't know if they were like trying to like, cause she had said like, they're talking about the, the, the store, right? Uh-huh. And the fact that um, she got that scarf from the department store, but then there were, you know, she, he, I think the quote was like, right. you know, I haven't seen a, um, a black woman person. in there at all right. or, you know, ever come in and out of there or whatever, you know, like right. back to season, uh, episode two or three of the, right. the thing. But uh, I, yeah, I just thought it was weird that they really focused on that. But I guess it was about like, hey, let's up the stakes of. Uh, you going outside from my apartment right. and coming back exactly. in. Exactly, so. exactly. I feel like that's exactly what it is. And kind of being like, for him to notice it, something like that, to do all that mm-hmm. is to kind of affirm it. You know, he's like, he's super comfortable if he knows all of that about my neighbor. You know right. I mean? And and then he immediately is like, mm. upset out. now. Yeah. <laughs> Hates the coffee. It's too wet. Yeah. Everything <laughs> yeah. sucks. Can't believe you said that. Yeah. You got way too comfortable. Yeah, he's got some he's got some stuff going on, that Montrose. Um but yeah, they storm out, you know, uh, uh uh Sammy storms out after, you know, basically being insulted for making mm-hmm. breakfast and uh, right. standing right there is the two detectives. Right. <laughs> Tick and Letty. And uh obviously there that's a very emotional scene and uh, you know, catching your dad basically. Um his true identity as a gay man in 19, what just, was it? 50, right. Whatever. You know, just spilling out straight yeah. into the hallway. Yep. And, uh, obviously he's furious storm. Uh, uh, 
Tick is furious. He storms out. Um, and then, you know, they, he, he's, he's basically, he has a chip on his shoulder because year, for years and years, Montrose has just, you know, tried to toughen him up by right. uh, beating the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he wouldn't be soft. But, you know, then again, he's like, now he knows his dad's gay and it's like well what the fuck were you doing why you know was it all but you know again that this is all in the in the 50s um right late 40s early 50s like you know gay like scares or what you know like people just oh, didn't yeah. know what the fuck right they, i mean still just, today, i mean but. as a as a man as a black man at the time to be emasculated all the time to have like you got to be strong type idea so it's like I can only imagine how as like being a gay man and then having a son, you know, how you were trying to impress upon them this type of um, survival instinct, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And then uh, pretty much when he learns this type of thing, especially in the way he learns it over the way that he was probably taught all the, the manly things, you know, you just see yeah. this person almost have this implosion. And I mean, I really like... It, it ups the stakes of the relationship with Letty, which I, I love because they are like, again, even mm-hmm. closer together. After the yeah, father. yeah, exactly. And then, uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think that's, it's a good moment. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we um, move from that intense scene to uh, outside Hippolyta's place and we see her packing the woody, which is a very soft, uh, I think, sort of... Um, tip of the hat to the earlier scene of them as a family and everybody's mm-hmm. happy and you know they're doing their checklist of d you know but this time d's just not having it and doesn't want to go over the stupid checklist right. <laughs> <Just> not, <laughs> so it's a, a fun little character uh turn for her obviously she's still hurting and you know yada yada but tick and letty right. show up they're trying to borrow the car it's not happening and she's kind of like i think rude to them a little bit just because um, she knows that they haven't told the truth about how her husband died. So it's like, you, you can tell there's a little... Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because, like, I wouldn't even say she's being rude because, like, Tick, it's so funny. I love, like, even we can say that this is a Hippolyta yeah. episode, right? But, like, even in the show, Tick doesn't know that. <laughs> like, Tick right. is like, <laughs> he has no idea that this is a Hippolyta episode. So he's over there like, like, listen... We yeah. gotta go, yeah. and I gotta really like, I gotta stuff. go. Continue to investigate yeah. and do my thing. You know, this is super important. Like, you don't. He really is like, mm-hmm. she's a grown woman, and he's like challenging her, like on where she needs to go, right. where she can go. You know what I mean? And it's good that she's like, listen, yeah. like, <laughs> this is my car. I do right. all this stuff. My church. I'm my, good. What is it? Like, my uh, I'm, my church work or something? She called it. Yeah, but I can't remember. All right. She. Yeah, she can handle herself, and I love that she tells him that, and he's just like, right, oh, right, okay. It's fun to, to to sort of see that stuff though, too, because I don't know. It's mm-hmm. like I feel like, especially women of color, but women in general have been like the, you know, the um, and the, this series is huge about that. Obviously, we've talked about that before, but right. you know, it's fun. It's it's mm-hmm. nice to see like a little bit of like pushback of like, you know, <laughs> I'm a grown ass woman. I can think for myself right and that's a huge theme in the whole episode of just like feeling small exactly and feeling smaller yeah. you know when you're married to someone or you know when you mm-hmm. start dating someone and and like you just you have so much to uh you know that you want to do with your life and and it's just like it's it's tough when 
obviously uh, a different time and you're not a male. <laughs> so, right. But uh, let's see. From there, we move to this is what I'm calling the cool ass Ruby phase. She's cool. <laughs> she's sitting in the, the window shades, like yeah. a model <laughs> and she should be smoking. She's not, but she should be. And uh, I don't know. It's just a nice little. So, so before that, I guess Letty decides to stay back and talk to her sister. So do some family, uh, right, family right. stuff. So from there we cut inside and, and um, yeah, we see Ruby sitting in the window, just sunglasses on, looks like a model. And um, they just have a nice little sort of, you know, talk apology talk of like you know um i think letty is feeling like she's becoming her mother even though she fought against that every step of the way uh in her whole entire life that's that's how it goes though and um you know they have a a a nice talk but you know the end is is nice because it's i feel like so they sort of find some sort of middle ground and um probably say things they hadn't said to each other before. And one of them, which I like, you know, was a very nice tag to the end of the scene, which is, uh, I never heard mama apologize in her whole life. So maybe you and her aren't exactly the same. Um, which, uh, I don't know. It it struck me because I, I, I struggle with those things of like having an alcoholic father Mm -hmm. and like, I never wanted to go down that route and I never, never wanted to like wake up one day and be like, Oh, I feel like I'm, that's my same path. You know what I mean? I think our natural right. instincts are to like revolt from our parents and be our own people. But yeah. uh, right. the, 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 I don't know if you have any other insight, but like, I just feel like this conversation was that was sort of like, yeah, I'm it's, it is. It's like both of them coming to terms with the differences that don't have to be problems that can just be mm-hmm. things that are different about each other. And when you, cause I feel like a lot of times in families, you have, I don't know, uh, arguments or whatnot, and they kind of like yeah cause fractures. And sometimes you don't talk or you don't see each other for a long time, and like you don't realize until years and years later, like that it was like no reason for any of that. It could have just been like a, right. one of these little conversations. And it's just nice that they were yeah. able to have it, you know, uh, because of these insane circumstances. Like it causes them to you know broach these things that would be much more difficult in more normal circumstances it's like i guess like easier to go over emotional stuff when like right fight during your life all the time and like seeing all this magic even in this circumstance go going around it's like you just want to come to somebody that's familiar and just kind of like mm-hmm. let it all out and even if you got problems right. with that person right yeah it's it's um and again we're in the decade of like there wasn't therapy really. I mean, there was, but it wasn't, nobody went to therapy right. unless you were a murderer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially exactly. you in North Carolina growing up and me in Ohio, it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's not a That's thing. definitely not yeah. a thing. It's like you just buried it and you moved along <laughs> and then it reared its ugly exactly. head some point in your adult life and hopefully it didn't ruin it, you know? But um, anyway, I just thought it was a sweet scene. I, I I really liked it a lot. And I think there's something to like her thinking, you know, she doesn't know she's pregnant yet. I don't, or maybe she does, you know, whatever we just talked about. But like, I still right. feel like there's something there of like sisters are deeper than like, you know, especially when a new life is coming into the world and, you know, all this stuff. And even if she doesn't know, I feel like somehow or another that's in, in that scene, uh, at least when I watched it. But yeah, for sure. I mean, she, I feel like it's, yeah. it's in her head. Yeah. 
It's got to be because I mean, at least right. she's having dreams about it. So, yeah. oh yeah, fire in her head. Um. Uh. So yeah, we're back on the road to uh, Kansas with Hippolyta. She's singing this cute little French song, and um, I wanted to look it up just to see if there's any relevance to it. You know, any Easter egg stuff, but uh, couldn't find the song. Mm-hmm. So maybe it does. I'll have to dug it a little deeper, but um. The, you know, obviously it's a very short scene, but the cool thing is, you know, she's driving along and then she looks out to her right and then there's, you know, this beautiful woman on a motorcycle driving by, you know what right. I mean? And she's just like, yeah, very and it's just, it's just such a, uh, you know, back to the small thing and like her feeling, you know, it's like this one of these things where like, yeah, I'm on the road, I'm doing it by myself and I'm going to go figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, the right. sort of button on the end is that she finds she she does find the comic book in the uh in her in her lunch bag so it was it <laughs> right. was slipped in there post that at that point tick has gotten on a bus by himself and gotten to st louis to see his family uh i think it's an auntie or something he's at auntie's house mm-hmm. um, I believe so and then they sort of start talking about the past and tick is wondering you know anything about a family book or something and then uh All right you know, one of the sort of big things I think in this episode was the Tulsa riots and, you know, her saying that, listen, white folks burn down everything. So it's like, if something like that existed, it would not exist now. Um, just because of, you know, Tulsa basically. Um, right. So, uh, he sees something in a photo in the photo book and looks in the mirror and he has the same sort of insignia burnt on him or a scar or, a uh, what's it called? A, uh, birthmark something or another but right. i thought that was funny too when he has his shirt down and he's looking in the mirror and his, <laughs> his random you know his annie or somebody he hasn't seen in 100 years walks in and his shirt's off and he's looking in the <laughs> just thought it was funny yeah exactly what are you doing bro <laughs> but uh i'm on a hunt but yeah i don't uh that was but, a short uh, one and yeah. short and sweet but yeah they definitely find like they yeah. see a picture of the book so it's like um yeah, he's, you know, he's well on his way with his adventure. This is, I feel like, is just more emphasis than that. Because, again, this is not, a t- as much as Tick would love it to be, it's not right, a Tick right. episode. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Like, I love that idea of, like, him just trying to hijack right. the episode, like, the entire time. Such a, I feel like, something is character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I, yeah. He, he's just so great in this whole thing that, you know, obviously, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's. I don't know, but again, you also, I love seeing like different people taking the spotlights. So, I mean, I would watch that dude act all day, but it's like there's also, you know, a, a whole talented cast of people. So it's fun to see these mm-hmm. worlds, these little avenues they're going down. Um, so after that, uh, we see that Hippolyta has arrived in Mayfield, Kansas. Uh, Kansas? Yes. And, um, yeah. We see her walk up to the points of the map that she had, uh, I guess, went to. And then you see this full moon and then this weird dome thing uh, that looks like a planetarium or something. I don't know. Uh, I would say that's the perfect example yeah, planetarium. of what it looks like. But then inside, it's like a weird, yeah. it looks like a missile silo almost. Yeah. It looks underground, even right. though it didn't look like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, but not not a lot happens. Basically, we we pop back to then. This is where we start the the I think the pregnancy idea gets put in her head. But um, we pop back to mm-hmm. um, the house, and Ruby and Letty are entertaining a party for D uh, at Hippolyta's house, 
And uh, you could tell that they're just sort of on better terms. Um, they're laughing and you yeah. know, they're making food for the, the girls and they're having a little chit chat. And I think there's some definite teasing here and there. And this is where they talk about the uh, south side, I guess she was staying on. Um, so I guess mm. that means she is. This whole thing confuses me, but I, I feel <laughs> like um, so she must be staying with Christina, right? Yes. Um, so they talk about that a little bit, and uh, cooks. Oh yeah. She asked her to taste some of the soup, and then she has yeah. This that is reaction, where it really, which is definitely the pregnancy. Right. We're like, okay, one she definitely is pregnant at this point, and she probably does now know. Right. It. Yeah. She tastes the food, and it's like, or at least su suspect yeah. it. I should say. Um, but the 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 huge, you know, obviously that's a huge thing. But then the huge thing is when she rushes out of the kitchen to get some air into, I guess, Hippolyta's room. She sees the Ori sitting there mm -hmm. and uh, right. starts connecting the dots. And I think him, her and TikTok, TikTok, and um, right, she, <laughs> yeah, calls him, yeah, and they both come to the understanding that wherever wherever this is telling them to go. Uh, Hippolyte is definitely and in danger, there, possibly if not on the way. Yeah, right. Yeah, we um, let's see. We go from there back to St. Louis, and uh, oh, this is where uh, the photo album comes out. And she had referenced this certain, uh, I guess it was a dinner party or a some sort of barbecue or something. And we see a picture of that, and that's where the the uh, I guess I skipped to see skipped ahead, but uh, that's where where Tick sees the thing on his back, and that that um, he sort of match has a matching uh, scar or birth mm -hmm. mark or something. But uh, this yeah. is you, know, you can tell the pieces are are coming together here, and it's like oh they're all going to meet somehow sure. or another, and you know what I mean. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, it starts I guess this is where it starts getting crazy. This is where it starts like. Uh, the, on Poland first viewing, I was just like, well, there's a lot to take in. Second viewing, I liked it a lot more. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah, because it's very confusing to just see all this stuff happening without like, yeah. knowing what to look for. I guess once, let's see, once back inside of the, uh, yeah, the building, she, we see uh, Hippolyta with the key. She enters the key into the thing, and it machine comes after, you know, she slaps it like, uh, what's his name from... Uh, Fonzie, <laughs> and uh, the machine comes to life, and somehow she knows the exact coordinates to adjust in it, and and then uh, this is the this is the worst part of the She's episode confusing. for me. I don't know about you, but um, mm -hmm. she starts she she walks away for a minute, right, and she sits down, and then we see all of these like algorithms around her, sort of like a la right. what what is it, um, <laughs> Beautiful Mind. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. I just, it sort of took me out a little bit because it was like, mm. uh, I don't know. It just. No, I hear you. I hear you. Cause it's like, it's asking a lot of, of us. Cause it's like everything else was so subtle yeah. with how smart she is for it to be that like, Oh, she's got all these right. algorithms in her head. Let's just show them all on the screen type deal. I don't even feel like, I hate to do this because I never like doing this, but like they could have definitely not had that scene, just that mo that moment, and just had her continuing yeah. to be in front of that, and it would have 
been weighed. Like it just would have been yeah, fine. I I yeah, like. I don't I don't know why she had to like I don't know. It, <laughs> go 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 sit over there and figure it out. But she, she ultimately does. does figure it out. Yeah, but again, she's not like the, the mathematician mm. of the bunch. You know what I mean? Like I could see George or somebody doing this yeah. of like being like and mm. not not saying that she can't, but I'm just saying like that's what right. the character has been built so far is like you don't see her like doing crazy math equations uh around the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was just weird. It was just out of the left field for me, but Oh, the other thing is I marked is that I really didn't like the music in that little shot, too, of her. It was just weird to me. But, oh, yeah. No, it was um, super sentimental. She does mm. plug in the numbers once she gets back to the machine, and then a couple of guards come in. She gets, she hides. They obviously see her right away. Um, and then Rip. that's sort of when everything starts going crazy. Tick shows up, starts just busting ass like it's a Tick episode. <laughs> and the exactly. uh, machine starts going crazy. This was my absolute favorite part of the whole thing is this weird portal thing that they made. And mm -hmm. I'm sure it's all post right. and all sound effect, but man, do I love that thing. It's just, it. I don't know if you have it any thing that likens to it, but it's kind of like, it feels like a, um, it's just randomly generating different um, planes of existence. Right. It's, it's, it's like if you ever play like uh, fighting games and you got the random button on the location and it's just like things mm -hmm. are just shifting and shifting in the background as the different locations that they have. But it's like somebody tore the uh, earth or excuse me, yeah. like something behind them. And it was just like, you just ripped into there. You just see like all these things happening yeah. at once in this area. Craziness. Some, some of it's just space. It was, some of yeah. it's like, looks like, uh, right. Uh, different worlds like like jurassic park almost right um yeah it's kind of it, but i just love it just looked i thought it looked good and the sound effects they used i thought were great um yes hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price priceline on Oops! The Podcast, join me, comedian Giulio Gallarotti, as I examine everyday life, the mistakes, the bad decisions, the goals, the jokes, the social engagements, and all things in between. I'm joined every week by producer and personal confidant, Ryan Lynch, various other comedians for witty, candid, and intoxicating conversation. Our listeners love Oops! for sophisticated banter, aka your mom could listen, and many feel like they're in the room with us chopping it up with old pals. You can find every episode of the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. So uh, they have opened some portals and the machine's sort of going crazy. And um, at that point, this uh, Hippolyta shoots a cop uh, and he goes down and is, and then sh uh, she is sucked into one of these voids, another dimension, basically. Mm -hmm. um, and then right. we... Uh, no, I guess later. That's later. So, um, so yeah, that that sort of gets us up to like the supernatural part of the the stuff, and then it starts. You, it, you know, if you thought that was a left turn, uh, then we really. It oh my god! Crazy after that, because once she goes into that portal, she sees those yeah. two alien yep. things, and they kind of robot-y 
and then she wakes up in this right. white room completely just, naked. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, oh, yeah. And then she has these things on her wrist that have been surgically implanted um, that look like little right. like fuse boxes or something with wires in them. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just a weird, it's just a weird, you know, obviously you're jumping into another dimension or something, so it should be weird, but it also kind of felt like a uh, 70s sci-fi to me um, a little bit, but right. uh, yeah, I, I, couldn't, I dug it. She puts on a jumpsuit and then she sort of like starts exploring and then notices that she's kind of caged up, um, locked in. Mm -hmm. And then this might be my favorite character. And this is my likening. Um, <laughs> the woman uh, woman arrives, and she's obviously like the I don't know who she is, what she is, but she's obviously leading this whatever is happening in this uh, other dimension. And she shows her power, mm. and she can throw her across a room. Um, but I likened it. Uh, I love her hair. Her hair. Her hair was like this crazy, <laughs> like upside down U or something. And uh, I likened right. it to, um, remember that doll that the rug rat would carry around called Susie? So it's like Susie, right? Diana Ross yeah. mashup. 70s Diana, so I call wow. it Susie Ross. Uh, yeah. So, Susie um, Ross. I don't know what her, yeah. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, she's sort of, basically at this point, after she talks to them, she's just going crazy. And, she, and who knows how long she'd been in there. Um, right. But yeah, she's just sort of, uh, again, doing more, equations as she starts wandering around sort of thinking about what's happening and exploring her space and sort of trying to figure out how to get out of there after she had been sort of manhandled by this woman um she starts saying what would dad say so that so i guess this was um she's really trying to like dig down up to what george would say in this i'm presuming that's the dad she's talking about her husband uh, right yes. but uh yeah it gets a little weird in there and a little she she, she starts deducing again like, cause that's pretty much what I feel like the, is the big theme is that like, she can figure mm. all this stuff out if she just tries hard enough. So we see her in this, she's like, what's going on? She got thrown. And then she's like thinking about all, like you said, mm. like what would dad do? And then she also references like the, the comic book character of like her daughter and like, that type of stuff. And then she just starts, I, I don't really know why, but she starts pulling at that little panel and then understands somehow that like weirdly the gravity of the, these panels and how they're floating yeah, up in the air. But it was just like a table like, though. And she just pulled the, it looked like, like right. um, slate um, pieces of it, yeah. squares or right. something, but different shapes. And yeah, they levitate and then she right. can push them around in the air. Like they're balloons. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, that whole thing was a little uh, foggy for me, just figuring out, I don't know how, I, I don't need, uh, yeah, just getting from that to like levitating, not that she's doing it, but just like figuring <clears throat> out that those things levitate was just like, what? what? Anyway, right. but from there, yeah, we do see her get into the, um, she finds a little tool thing, she breaks open the control panel by the door and then unplugs one wire and the door opens. This is where, yeah, this is where the confrontation starts, I, I guess, between her and uh, uh, Susie Ross, because they, they uh, this might be a little more of the manhandling stuff, but um, at this point, Hippolyta, you could tell is just like slap happy or something. She's, she's, right. she's a little out of it. You could tell. And, um, 
at some point, uh, let's see. So at some point, she, uh, Susie Ross is like telling her to name it, to name herself, to you know, and she's mm-hmm. uh, laughing at it and name it, name it, and then all of a sudden, in I think part frustration, part like. Oh, what the, you know, she's just out, she's just losing it. She says, I want to be dancing on the stage in Paris with Josephine Baker. And instantly she shows Mm -hmm. up there. Um, Obviously we see her sort of like fumble through the performance and get yelled at. And she sort of really uh, uh, forms a a bond with Josephine Baker after a little while. But yeah, she's, she's kind of like, I don't know, just trying, obviously it's a metaphor for trying to figure herself out and find out who she is. Um, Right. It's, it's, I, I mean, I take it, I take this whole entire little sequence as the, like, this is the Hippolyta episode and this is her coming into her own because this entity or whatever mm-hmm. asked her to name herself and then she takes it as a joke and then this is her first level. She's like, it's a joke. So what, like perfect mm-hmm. world, what would I want to do? Right. That's what she says. So boom, she goes there and she's living this life and josephine baker kind of like is almost like i wouldn't say mentoring her but like just her friend and like they're going through what it would be like in that time and then they have that Mm. that moment at the end of it where she kind of enlightens her to being like opening up to what is exactly like Mm -hmm. what is she upset about what is it what's what more could she want because she's like josephine's like Saying that stuff about like, oh, I feel like a star. So does Josephine is she in on this whole? I think th- it seems like she see, is, right? I th- I think it's more. This isn't even actually like this is all a function for Hippolyta. Oh, oh. I don't think okay. this is a real thing because we'll just go through it, and I, I'll say later why I think that, but like. Because she has the moment with Josephine and she kind of says that stuff to set her up to be like what it means to be a star, you know what I mean? Because it's like she asked her who she was and she said something like perfect world type thing. And then she realizes what she really wants to be is herself. You know what I mean? It's not something about like fame or anything like that or or like a perfect world. It's like, I just want to be me. And then when she says that, you know. It's like the second level of like understanding yourself where she goes and she has to fight for that name, you know? Right, right. And then. Interesting. Yeah, I, uh, there's some amazing, I mean, the end of this whole sequence is like some amazing back and forth and like really deep Hippolyta, like, you know, I see what I was robbed of back then. Right, right, right. They found a smart way of lynching me without noticing that, without me noticing the noose. Right. Um, and then there was the line that sometimes I just want to kill white folks yeah. uh, because um, basically they made her feel, obviously, you know, made her feel small right. and all this sort of stuff. But I think that's that in that, I guess, within that moment is when she, um, she names herself. Exactly. She, she realizes who she is. And, and that's yeah. when she, cause it's like, nobody's even prompting her to do it at this point. So she's reached like a new level of like not mm-hmm. needing that part. Cause she knows what it means to name herself. So she's actually doing it consciously. But right. then through that, she has a new challenge, which is like the war, like we said, the war part of what it would be to to have the name of Hippolyta, what that name mm-hmm. really means. Is that and so that that is all connected with the 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 homie Amazon. I, I want to say I so. This. I want to say so because okay. it's like interesting. 
because she says is it lineage for her or is it like i see i don't again i wouldn't i would say because i think this is all a function for herself i think it's oh, more no. it being you know it's like almost using it like a sample you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that amazonian type thing is the idea of it but we're gonna put it in her perspective because you know she's even in this fight she's fighting like confederate soldiers you know what I mean? Right. Which is wouldn't right. be who the Amazons are yes, fighting at all. Correct. Yeah. And that's why I mean I feel like it's all all this is all ultimately for her. This isn't right. a real okay. thing. And it's kind of like this is her trying to get to herself, figure out who she is. Mm-hmm. And then um as we see, like she has to first learn from the teacher lady that like actually starts it off and kind of explains to her what it is to be that person. And then she mm-hmm. gets annoyed at that person, then she kinda has the talk, you know, to her own people about it, what it means to be that person. Right. And then she says her final, like, I'm kind of glossing over, but like her final, um, I am of that segment is to say, I am Hippolyta George's wife. Right. Interesting. Okay. But that is like, even that she grows to realize in this little segment isn't actually this, who she is. Exactly. And this, this scene I think is my well, I've said it before, but as one of my favorites of the whole thing mm-hmm. of this, when we sort of reset a little right. bit after all this craziness, after all this traveling, after all of the, uh, her finding herself, uh, you know, naming herself, becoming this discoverer, um, we see her back on the bed and sort of the same shot, sort of everything, uh, of her and George as they wake up from bed in the beginning mm-hmm. and she wakes up, turns around and yes, George is there. Mm-hmm back to normal which um i kind of i don't know after we had talked actually since we've talked right now it makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. to me but um you know i i kind of figured something like this would happen of, of like you know everything's back to sort of normal right. but the great thing is just like you said is like they pull she even though this is this is the normal she felt before all this happened it wasn't the normal that made her feel like the person she right. is so she's laying there they're talking she's talking about all these discoveries she made and um, part of it was that she basically, um, I really liked how it was it was all worded, but and I'm going to butcher it, but um, she's basically makes it seem like George didn't try to make her any bigger. Mm. He only he only would, you know, pr- a product of whatever that was, whatever it is, you know, marriage or you know, men and how they're how they think, especially in the '50s and '40s, but. I do. I, I just love the fact that she came to this realization, but that a man can't help her, and you know, it's like no, nobody's going to make her feel like herself, but her. Exactly. Um, I thought it was a very huge scene for the whole episode, mm. as far as just like laying it out there, like this is who I am now. I'm a discoverer. You know right. what I mean? Right. And um, that's and and that's why it's like because that's like her actually finding herself. Because the thing mm-hmm. was. She was at this level, like you said. This is like coming back home when she's with George. That's where she was. And she thought that was like good, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was Safe. through through losing him. The whole thing that was driving her was trying to find him. You know what I mean? Right. And that's where she thinks, I'm George's wife. That's who I am. And then she, after going through all the other levels that she went to, she actually has a, a better understanding of herself and realizing how to actually again like we were talking about with um letty and ruby broach the subject of like something that's very hard to like tackle 
normally with words. It's much easier when you go through like these life changing moments. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can go back mm-hmm. and have these conversations in the past and be like, look, this is how you made me feel. And um, even if the reaction is like, like George doesn't, he had no idea, you know what I mean? But yeah, she still is even tactful enough to get him to understand that, you know what I mean? It's not even like it's an indictment of him. It's just she literally understands. She's at like a heightened understanding of the whole situation, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, that's why she has her, like, she names herself, as you said, like the discoverer after that. And she realizes who she actually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great, great, great scene. Yeah. Um, I uh, do have to say the next part so so at that point they hold hands and and she moves them to another plane of existence which is this weird sort of feels like 60s early 60s like um you know alien uh television show or so you know some some set it almost feels like but it's you know they're in a weird alien planet and um at that point they uh so eloquently like they do in the series start uh, playing, I had to look this up too, but they start playing. Uh, it's called uh, Afrofuturistic by Sun Ra. Space is the place it's from a movie called Space is a Place, and uh, it's just basically his words from this film over top of seeing them in this new um, environment where Hippolyta is has a name and you know has found her herself basically. Um, but uh, I don't know. I just thought it was great. I thought it was a great, fun scene of of just looking at these weird little monstery things mm-hmm. and seeing uh, Susie Ross again mm. floating in the void. And right. I don't know. It was a little Star Warsy to me, and a little like there. I, I don't know. It was just it, it was a weird conglomerate of like '60s sci-fi UFO shows. And yeah, I mean, I, for me, I take it it's a few things because. She's definitely the character from D's comic to start. Right. Um, and I mean, as in the Lovecraft, I, they take a lot of, uh, what is it called, uh, influence from those type of things. So I think this is just an opportunity for them to really indulge themselves in those those space areas. Because she's like, I'm a discoverer. So this is what it mm-hmm. would be like. And she, like, this is still, she's still going through that like gauntlet of like understanding herself. This isn't after it, this is during it. And um, that's why it's like, just like before she's living a full, I feel like a full little existence Mm -hmm. just like this, like exploring and going through these things. Right. So, uh, and ultimately at her final, I am type phase, she, as you said, like is confronted by Susie Ross and she's like, you, you've named yourself. You said you're this thing. Um, are you going to come and be with us? And like, are you going to like transcend and be like this type of person? And she's like, no, nah, I want to go back mm-hmm. and like be with my people. But also I want to talk about like the words that the son Ra was saying, because oh, yeah. that's like a nice, um, in keeping with the, like talking about race relations and all these type of things. I feel like it was nice to be talking about how like a black person is like a myth and how it's <sighs> like, to fight for the things that we need to fight for is like insane. It's like in a perfect world, I feel like someday that's kind of how the person's speaking. Like it's crazy to think that this is a thing mm-hmm. and that this was a thing. So the way that we live is like as a myth, it's not like we aren't even a real people. Like we right. are, 
like the way that we are treated is like as if we aren't real. Right. And it's nice on how that's positioned on something where this person is transcending like space and time, you know, right. And living in all these different full lives and ultimately exploring. But then, like we said, just like, it's so funny because all these people do all this exploring, but ultimately the only thing that these people want is to just be home. Yeah. Have Comfortable a home. with themselves <laughs> and being a human being. Right. Not just a myth. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I mean, the words were incredible. I come to you as a myth because that's what black people are. A myth. Right. It's it. Yeah. Um, just incredible. I like the end of this too. Cause you sort, you know, it's sort of the Hollywood ending of like, Oh, well I have to go now. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I right, have to go explore. Right, right. And she's like, no, I mean, my daughter needs me. Um, you know, I probably should handle that. And so she doesn't have no parents. Um, but I kind of like that too. Cause it, you know, it's the, it's a thing of like leaving the endless doors open, mm-hmm. uh, as far as like, you know, she's still a mom, but what else can, can she do? Right. Um, that actually leads us to the last scene, which is in the basement. Uh, we see those amazing portals opening again and lo and behold, tick comes out. Tick comes out. That's yep. what I love. That was awesome. Yes. Um, Obviously, this is the big ending. This is the ramping up uh, the end of the episode here. And uh, I think he he starts to hear sirens, basically, and freaks mm-hmm. out a little bit. Right. Grabs his stuff. You know, the cop's still dead there on the ground. And as the uh, sirens approach, we do a, a slow zoom on the comic book that's in the pool of blood beside the cops. And uh, that's sort of where they, they leave it. Mm. Um, and one other thing. He has a book. He comes out of the place with a book labeled Lovecraft Country. Uh, oh, he got it from that? That's where he got it, yes. Oh. Oh, I was wondering that because they did a special like close-up of that. Mm-hmm. I, was, I didn't uh didn't didn't make the connection of him just grabbing it from there. So so the idea is that Michael had been in there make doing making this? Um or Wait. that this thing has just been around forever. What thing's been around forever? The uh, the bomb shelter, the uh, where the portal is. No, he came. He like came out of one of the portals, and when he came out, he had the book. Oh, oh, oh! Right, and he came out in in the basement of. So pretty much, we don't see him get sucked up into the portal uh-huh. like we saw um, Hippolyta, right. but we are like supposed to infer that I believe because we see him come out. You know right. what I mean. Because right. that's why I mean it's like surprising that he came out because we didn't never saw him go in. Right. But apparently he did because he's coming out of one. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as he comes out, he has that book. That's like the name of the, the show. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's uh, that's episode seven. I yeah. honestly, I was very weirded out about it upon first watch and second watch. I just loved it. So. Mm. I can't. Well, I think we have three left, right? Two yeah. left. Yeah. Um, and then we'll be done with this little series. But yeah, that. Uh, I guess that does it. Any other uh, parting thoughts on the episode? Uh, I mean, it was a great. It was, I just think it was a really, really good episode. I like. Again, I like how it's story driven, but also mm-hmm. very, very singular in its like moments. That everybody can have their own little areas of like shining. Yep. And they're all, they can like, there's more, I feel like that can be done with all these like little areas as well as like the story, overarching story. I like that there's so many different avenues that they 
are touching with and then always involving it's mm -hmm. it makes it enjoyable like and there's so much to be looking for even if i'm somebody that like is looking for certain stuff it's like mm -hmm. there's still even more to be like whoa i didn't see that coming right right which I love. yeah i i i'm i'm i guess from the get-go this has been um you know, I, I've enjoyed, obviously you go into this thinking like, well, it's going to be it, the series, you know, from, from my perspective, it's like, I went into it being like, all right, well, I, I have a few like thoughts of what it could be. Obviously it's going to be a lot about race and a lot about, um, fifties race and, you know, that Jim Crow era and uh -huh. transitioning. And, uh, so I sort of, all of this extra, like, um, you know, sort of empowering women and showing these little pockets of like, uh this is I, I don't it just it just makes it bigger to me right. and it feels it just feels a lot uh more just like something where you know you're just showing scenes of you know like watching a movie where you're just seeing um some event some negative race event happen in the right. 50s 60s and you're just replaying it you know i know what you I, mean yeah yeah it's, I just think there's it. a delicacy to to what's yeah. going on and trying to like show it show the deepness of like all the interactions that would happen and not just make it like flashy. Yep. I agree. Oh man. Well, <laughs> let's, uh, I guess number eight would be next. So yes, we'll see indeed. where the, uh, where the world takes us. But, um, yeah. Thank you so much, Sebastian. I uh, you it. can find Sebastian. It's a pleasure. Uh, you want to give him your socials again? Yeah. B-A-S-A million M-I-L-L-I-O-N. Uh, that's pretty much everything. Cool. And North South on SoundCloud and all that type of stuff. Definitely check out North South. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I, I have you. Uh, have you putting up more stuff recently? Oh, yeah. Or you, I, I yeah? just actually. I mean, there's always new beats and things like that, and I rapping and everything like that. Always, nice. to be honest. But uh, yeah, I just opened up this uh, tape I was supposed to put out last year. But uh, yeah, there's all there's a lot of stuff. So if there's awesome. any time to listen, there's stuff to listen to. All right, well, uh, you can find all of the Going Dork socials at Going Dork. I think it's all the same, goingdork.com. Uh, for uh, episode stuff, check that out there. And I am at Remy Balin, at Jeremy Balin on the Instagram, Remy Balin on the Twits. And, uh, yeah, give us a shout. Let's talk about this episode uh, in, the, in the socials if y'all want to. So, Sebastian, you're a damn jewel. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'll you see guys you are fantastic. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, man. Peace. Going Dork stars and is produced by me, Jeremy Balin. For more information on the show, visit goingdork.com and find us on all the socials as Going Dork. We are a part of the Seltzer Kings family of podcasts. For more information on them, check out seltzerkings.com. And if you want to continue the conversation, give me a shout on my socials at Remy Balin on most things at Jeremy Balin on the Instagram. Thanks for listening.